Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. It is January 29th of 2024. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside with my wonderful producer, Kara Slay, and my two lovely co-hosts, Davin Meredith and Osmara Vaez. We got a good lineup for you guys today as Texas State men's and women's basketball was in action this past weekend. Also, Sam Marcus High School basketball got a big-time victory against the East Central Austin, and also a very special guest is in the studio with us here today as we will go into some Texas Day interviews later on in during the show. But before we get into all that, let's go and do it to Davin Meredith for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bars is the sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Davin. Now, let's go and dig right into it with some San Marcos High School boys basketball as they got a big-time victory against the East Central Hornets this past Friday with a final score of 63-56. to And I actually have these stat lines for for Friday's ball game. And we, we got to start off with Mr. Cash Good himself. Mm-hmm. He had 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Alongside with Mr. Donovan Reddick, he had 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists. So he was close to a double-double. Over there, and then on East Central side of things, Jacob Smith, thirty points and nine rebounds on the night. I mean, th- this was a phenomenal game. If you were at the game, I know Osmari, you mm-hmm. were producing that one. Mm-hmm. Th- it was basically a tale of two halves because <laughs> yes, Sam Marcus sure. was leading thirty-six to twenty in the first half, and they won sixty-three to fifty-six. So obviously, East Central stepped up their game big time in the second half. So I'm going to go and throw it to y'all. In fact, I'll go to throw it to Osmara. What did you see from, or what did you hear from uh, from the game and stuff? And what could, and what was your insights on it? Honestly, it was just back to back. Like all I hear was uh, Donovan Reddick and Cash Good. Like I know. For sure, I saw them at the last game with New Braunfels. That was a very good game. Yeah. It was very much had to get again, but then again, New Braunfels won that game. But they're just very much crucial players, and they're their secret weapon in order for them to keep going. Yeah, I mean, crucial players, and talk about also a crucial game. I mean, <laughs> sitting at, what was it, 2-3 two and three in two. district play, uh, getting that extra win was definitely necessary after their two-game streak of losing against Judson and New Braunfels. And I was only at the New Braunfels game, and what it looked like, they just needed to crash the boards more, get yeah. better mm-hmm. rebounds, and box out. And the second-chance points that New Braunfels got was killer, but obviously they were able to put it together against East Central. And they got a pretty intense uh, opponent coming up, too, in Clemens. So we'll see how that one goes. That one didn't go too well for them the last time they met up. Yeah, I mean, like, we've talked about this before. They lost a lot of their senior starters. Absolutely. And honestly, like, they're doing pretty well with their win-loss ratio and their fourth in the district. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's not where they were last year, but what, te- what team is the same? You know, yeah, exactly. every every single year, especially when it's in high school and you got your seniors, they're graduating, they're they're being committed to places. I mean, we have a San Marcos high schooler on Texas. They Texas State has a, a San Marcos basketball. native. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think they're doing great, but, you know, there's always room for improvement. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are just teenagers also. So, <laughs> I mean, like they have so, a while 
before they could like even get to the NBA, unless they're Victor Wembanyama. I mean, like, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, course, absolutely. Yeah. But you make a y'all made great points about uh, the team that they had last year because the last time that the Shirts Clones Buffaloes played in San Marcos last year, they San Marcos won off of a three-point buzzer beater by Jabin oh, wow. Kofer wow. last year. I was fortunate enough to be on the call with Paxton <laughs> last year. And let me tell you something. That was one of the most electrifying moments you will ever see in the snake pit, other than the new Raffles game last year. But, yeah, that was the last time they played each other. And I asked, uh, during the post-game interview, uh, I was asking Dan Miller about the matchup, and he basically just said, hey, we we cannot get complacent like that like we did this past this past Friday. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any way that we we can to stop you know stop them is, is going to be crucial. And also, I wanted to note out that both Ori Williams for Sam Marcus and for uh, East Central number 33, Zaire Williams, both fouled out of the game. So both of the big men's did foul out uh, of the of Friday night's contest. So I thought that was significant. But Sam Marcus was able to hold their ground against this East Central Hornets team. But their next game, like we just talked about, will be against the uh, Shirts Clemens Buffaloes. That game is going to be on Tuesday night. It will be at the Snake Pit. You can catch that game on KTSW A99 with Justin Brown and Giancarlo Caccio on the call for that one. So now we're going to zoom in into some Texas State women's basketball as they it was Louisiana Raging Cajuns weekend for both the men and the women's team. Unfortunately, the women suffered a tough loss against the Raging Cajuns last week with a final score of 59 to 52 on the game. The Bobcats now improved to 11 and 10 on the year. They're currently sitting now 12th in the Sunbelt Conference overall. So, I mean, I want I want to ask, you, I mean, this team has kind of been just up and down this year. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, once they got into Sunbelt Conference play, it just been it just has been difficult for them. Only having, I believe, only having two two wins on the season in the Sunbelt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're getting closer and closer to Sunbelt Conference tournament time. And obviously, the, the real focus is on trying to get everything in pieces, everything together, so that way they can, you know, come as a collective unit and try to get far. I think that they still have 10 games left. Um, overall, 9 out of 10 are the conference, so I yeah. believe they can still pick it up and they can still um, just pretty much focus on key terms. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, the women's team, I mean, lost six of their last seven. Um and this last game against the Cajuns, uh, Texas State had 21 turnovers to the Cajuns' 16. And off that, Louisiana had 24 points off the Texas State turnovers alone. And that'll do it for you. So, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see how it goes for the Bobcats, but I think things will pick it up. Yeah, and I wanted to note one thing about that game is that Jalen Foster and Janiah Henson, no shocker there. Mm-hmm. Them two were the only mm-hmm. two players in double figures for the ball game as well. Yeah. Jalen Foster had 14 points, Janiah Henson at 10 points. That's kind of surprising considering the fact that Janiah Henson is one of the real leading scorers mm-hmm. of this Bobcat basketball team. So it's kind of surprising to see that she had 10 points on the night. But looking at the stats, she went four for nine shooting. She shot three. She was two for seven from three from the three point line. So, I mean, she's kind of been kind of been struggling here. I know we were fortunate to have the call uh, for against Arkansas State when they played in San Mar- uh, played at Strahan Arena on, for me and t- when me and Thomas were calling. And she was their leading scorer. Then she was their leading scorer. Obviously, Jalen Foster was a big, big factor. But they're coming up in another game against Old Dominion. And I'm not going to lie to you, this is going to be a special game for me because this is the tribute to all the San Marcos ISD schools here in lovely San Marcos. I was fortunate enough to be uh, one of those schools that would go on field trips every single year to go watch texas state women's basketball play but it's gonna be at 11 a.m so i'm gonna let me ask y'all that you know obviously it's gonna be a different time it's gonna be early in the morning do you think the bobcats will have a better adjustment uh, going into playing in the morning than what they're used to playing playing at night 
honestly, I, I mean, it depends, you know, like I know, no, if you're like on a school team, you don't play in the morning. Like, does that make sense? (laughs) Like you never play in the morning, but if you were like in a club team, yeah, you wake up at like 5am so you can get to the gym on time to go play your game. So like, it really just depends on how these girls are feeling in the morning. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to get warmed up. You got to do all these things. And it's, it's not going to be a lot of people there either. They don't have that. Oh, don't worry. The San Marcos schools will fill that up. Trust (laughs) me on that. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of kids, but also like no college students. So I don't know. It just, it really depends on how they're feeling and Mm -hmm. how they want to play in the morning. They want to get after it. Well, I hope they do want to get after it because, I mean, they're two and seven in the conference. And, I mean, Coach Z is a veteran. She knows how to get her girls in line and how to get them prepared for the game. Now it's just time to execute. So hopefully that goes down at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Then again, they're going against Old Dominion, and they're six and three in conference. So I don't know about that, but we'll still have – there's still faith for the Bobcats. Yeah, the Old Dominion Monarchs are sitting fifth in the Sunbelt Conference right now. Right above them is Marshall, Troy, ULM. James Madison and then Old Dominion. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot to be said. But their next game will be against Old Dominion this coming Friday. We will have the call on KTSW 899 with myself and Thomas Terry on the call for for basketball. But we're going to take a short break. But on the other side of it, we have a special guest here in the studio. But don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio here on KTSW 899. All right, welcome back to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host once again, Kobe Jackson, alongside my producer, Karis Lay, and my two lovely co-hosts, Osmar Baez and Davin Meredith. And now we have a very special guest here in the in the booth with us today, Texas State golfer for the women's team, Ms. Maureen Griffith. Maureen, Maureen, how are you doing this morning? I'm pretty good, thank you. Doing we got all right? A, yeah, we got an early workout this morning at 7 a.m., so... I feel a bit sore right now, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, everything is fine. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But first off, thank you for joining us here on this morning's ep- uh, this morning's show. I just want to kind of go and just ask you, you know, obviously being a, go- you know, being a golfer, it's been obviously a lot of strain on your body. So just talk to me about how your season has gone so far and what you're looking forward to. Well, um, so I'm a senior now, so uh, it's been a great journey here at Texas State. I've never transferred, so uh, I can tell like I'm a real Bobcat. So uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of that. So um, yeah, it's all season is going well. We got so golf plays in fall in the spring. Right. So we're about to start next week at Linda Park. So it's at a new brothel. So mm. if anyone wants to support us, they're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so it's going to be nice to play home. We're 65 in the nation right now, which is, it's good. It's, we can do, we're going to try to do better this, uh, this season and try to, uh, to do good at conference. And we want to go to nationals. So uh, it's the goal. So hopefully uh, we're going to do good. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to talk to you about your last tournament that you had up in Miami, Florida, where you guys played at the U and you shot a pretty, pretty decent score. You shot one over on the day. I mean, just or really on the whole weekend. So just talk to me about, you know, what that tournament was like and heck being in just another state and playing on a different golf course. Just talk to me about that differential there. So uh, playing in Florida is very different from uh, Texas. The grass is different. So obviously there's a lot of chipping, like you have to adapt yourself. For myself, at least, wedging as well. Um, It was the last tournament of the season. We got a back-to-back tournament. 
Um, so I was a bit tired. So uh, <laughs> it, it's it's hard. Like playing golf, it's it's like when, mostly when you play 36 all the day, you wake up at five. You, oh, absolutely. Like you and you start at may I think it was seven thirty, and you just go on until like. 7 p.m. Mm. Like it's long days. You walk, so uh, it was. I love playing in Miami. It's a very nice area. Uh, the golf course. It's very nice. Like it's. It. It was not my best result, but um, it was nice to play like decent, like mm-hmm. around the par without like like doing doing bad. Not doing good, but not doing bad. Being even. Like I'm trying to be pro. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna be pro. I'm not trying to, sorry. <laughs> but like, uh, so I wanna be like around the par when I shoot, like when I'm not in my base shape. So it was good to shoot like around the par, being very tired. I so. got you. Nice. And uh, you said earlier that you're a Bobcat through and through. You've never transferred, which is awesome. But I was just curious what that process was like, was like becoming a Bobcat initially uh, several years ago, being recruited as an international student. I believe uh, you were also recruited during COVID and a lot of craziness too. So what was that process like and just going through the motions of moving to America? So uh, it's very funny. I think I have a very funny story <laughs> because um, – so at the beginning, uh, so like you said, it was during COVID, mm-hmm. and I was not even sure I wanted to go to the U.S. Uh-huh. because my English was terrible. Like, <laughs> imagine going to a country you cannot talk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So my coach, Paul Nielsen, mm-hmm. would try to recruit me, and I would be like, he would try to call me. So this is how the process goes. Mm-hmm. It's like people try to watch you like uh, i know i went in the us uh, playing uh, in miami actually he went a year and a half ahead like to watch me play and then after he will try to call me to know more if i'm interested to come or not and i would like kind of not like trying to avoid his calls because i was so scared to to talk to him mm-hmm. and then after the decision came like this is really what I want to do. I want to go to the U.S., um, improve my English, uh, U.S. and school. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect combo. Like, back home, we cannot, Europeans, we can, like, it's very expensive to go to a school and play golf. So mm-hmm. it's not even, even possible, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard, like, to find out in Europe. And it was the base. I made the best decision of my life to come over here, I think. And uh, I enjoy to be at Texas State. It's, I, I like the, the, like, I never transferred, never tried to transfer. So uh, I'm very proud to be, like, I'm a full senior, like, from Texas State. So um, I'm just interested, like, your upbringing in golf like how did that start out like Mm -hmm. I always love hearing athletes upbringings and how they got into the sport that they're playing so if you would mind like talking about that I was uh like I always been an athlete I would always like do all the sports and uh, my parents kind of told me like you're gonna need to pick like you cannot do everything (laughs) so uh, I was doing dancing and then um I was doing, I did 10 years of ballet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was my mom's dream, being a ballet (laughs) But, uh, and then my dad was like, oh, but like, you like equestrian because I was doing equestrian as well. Oh, wow. And I was like, it was like my nine years old, like, and that guy, the coach was, uh, 
I'm sorry, he would never hear me, but he was a psycho. Like he, <laughs> he, it was so hard. Like, and when you're 90 years old, you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. And my dad and my brother would play golf and they would always go on the weekends and I would not see my dad and I got kind of jealous. <laughs> so this is how I started golf. I was like, and my dad's like, you're going to pick. It's either equestrian or golf. And I was like, I could golf. <laughs> and then I, I, I would see like those people like hitting like, like, like super high, super far. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my dad, this is what I want to do. Like it didn't, and I, yeah, it didn't, it was not something crazy at the beginning, but after it became more like competitive because I told my dad, I was like, it must be like some tournaments. Like I want to compete. You know? <laughs> and, um, and then my dad's like, okay. But my dad was not like an expert in tournament, mm -hmm. like on the circuit. Mm -hmm. So we, like, we kind of like get on the track, like after year after years. And, uh, here I am. Like, <laughs> so it's a pretty cool story. It's like, I share something with my dad and, um, and this is something I'm, I'm proud of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to ask you, was there, uh, was there, uh, who would you say would be like your biggest role model, at least in the like athletic sporting sporting department? Obviously there's been a lot of athletes in the world, but who would you say would be like your biggest inspiration for you to do what you do? Mm, I listen to uh, a lot of uh, other sports, not only golf, um, uh, as a golfer, of course, I'm going to go into like, oh, I like like Tiger. Like, like, <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. But um, I also look um, at attitudes mm -hmm. and stuff. So, um, uh, for example, uh, I'm a real European. I'm supporting Rory McIlroy oh, so yeah. bad. So, uh, like, but I also like, for example, um, Justin Thomas. This, Ooh, is, the, yeah. this is a good American I like to follow. Like, I, I like the attitude, so sometimes I would, if it, they do something wrong, like, I would just switch off and going to see somebody else. But, um, so like I said, other sport, I like watching at tennis. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, so it was the Australian Open lately, so uh, I watched some of the games, and um, it's something that I, you know, you get, like, pollution with fouls sometimes, mm -hmm. and this... I rely myself a lot with tennis and golf and you have, you know, you will get a double and then you, it's like, you know, you miss the ball at tennis, like, mm -hmm. or you hit the wrong side and uh, you have to jump out and figure out like, okay, what I need to do. And um, I watched the Netflix show and I found myself more into tennis than golf. Mm. So um, I would say if people are very interesting about like mental side, when you start to play a high level, I would definitely go into tennis because it helps a lot. So, And yeah, talking about um, your experiences and everything, uh, your teammate, freshman Carla Bordeaux, yeah. um, uh, is kind of in your shoes. Uh, currently, she's from France. She was recruited uh, to play golf in America. Uh, I was just curious, do you give her advice at all? And if so, what are some things that you learned that now that you wish you had known back then? Um, yeah, so Kala is, she's from French, mm -hmm. we can talk with each other, but uh, we have a rule, is like, we cannot speak uh, the well, own language when we're in the team. Mm, okay. And um, so I'm not speaking bad French to her, so, and I'm sorry, maybe I sounded maybe a bit tough with her, because like, like she was struggling like me when mm -hmm. I came. Mm -hmm. Of course. English, like, yeah. for mm -hmm. French people, I feel like mm -hmm. English is the most, like, challenge, mm -hmm. but um. 
uh, I also told her, like, it's gonna, um, I've been very supportive, like, mm -hmm. it's gonna come, don't worry, like, talk, like, it, for us, like, we used to tournaments, you know, yes. and it's the only thing that is annoying when you come in the US is the in language part, like, so I was like, very like, don't worry, you're gonna understand, but I was also like speaking English, which scares her a little bit, and I'm sorry, Carla, about that, <laughs> but, uh, but now she's doing great, mm. and uh, it's good because she has been playing good, and um, we we have a lot of potential for season, and um, having like good players, and being a, like around people that plays good, we got another girl from um, that graduated from OSU, Haley, mm. and um, I feel like we we like a lot of people that 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 plays good and um, and ready to compete like together. So that's very nice compared to my previous years, like my two last years. So it feels good to have a team spirit and. Um, yeah, and then pff, advice like some f or something I would do different. Like, I would have listened to my f English teacher. <laughs> like for real, it was so hard. And, uh, Absolutely. Um, I kind of wanted to touch back on uh, just this season, this upcoming season for you guys. You guys are playing the Texas State Invitational, but you guys are not too far. Going to be far down the road. Obviously, you're going to be in Texas, uh, New Braunfels uh, at the Linda Park Golf Club, and then go up to right up on 35 and Kyle for the Plum Creek Golf Club. So you're basically going to stay local. So I'm just wanted to ask, what is it? How does it feel being finally back at home, finally playing on your home turf, even though it's going to be like you know between 10 15 minutes but finally getting to have just finally home, home momentum back in you know into your goal play uh, playing home i think any athlete would say that is harder than going somewhere else like really? yeah because you, you have more expectation you want to do good at home of course. you mm. want to you want to express people that know you like so it's it's harder like for me to play at home mm -hmm. but it's also nicer um for trips because we used to travel a lot with airplanes and stuff so it it's 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 well like when you go like in florida and then after it's california and then back to back so it's it's an advantage to have it like the tournament home so i'm just trying to chill out a little bit more about like okay it's gonna be home people mm -hmm. that are gonna come watch me but mm -hmm. I, I like it too so it's it's nice but um you're gonna take it like slowly i feel like okay this is one shot out of time and um and do good we had the gym west challenge uh, last semester mm, yes. and um i always try wanted to do good at that tournament and it it got me because it was a home and i was like oh my god there's another pressure because i want to do good at home mm -hmm. and um last semester was cool because i finally i figured out like how to to go play and being myself at home so uh, i'm excited mm -hmm. so i was second last year um at that tournament so mm -hmm. uh and you're not winning by one shot so let's Let's go this year. <laughs> so, and then how do you, like, prepare yourself for, like, the long weekend tournaments? So, uh, but literally, we're one week away right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm going to look at my weaknesses right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's it like that. Um, so, right now, I'm struggling a little bit with putting. Mm. So, I'm going to adapt my my practices uh, according to this. So, this afternoon, I have to see my coach at putting because I want to figure out because... Any golfer knows, like, you're going to know how to putt if you oh, want to play good. Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. And then after, uh, I focus myself a lot of um, hitting greens, like, with the same trajectories. Mm -hmm. 
And then obviously like hitting good drives because if you hit uh, everywhere, so obviously you're not gonna make pars of birdies. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I have I have two more questions by, for uh, for you. Um, my first one is: once you get to, what is the? I'm, I'm at the ask. I know you say you talked about going pro. What is the first thing that you're gonna do once you go pro? Wow, it's so stressful right now <laughs> <laughs> because my coach always told me enjoy the process. Like, yeah. and I, and it's, this is so true because right now I'm like, to be honest, I'm a bit overwhelmed because it's like. Now I have to find like partners, like mm-hmm. because a golf, like golf journey is like super expensive. Of so course. I need to figure out who's going to be part of my process, who uh, who I want to represent because I'm going to carry my brand. So it's a lot of test, the question that I'm asking myself, like, like you, it's so easy to be a student athlete right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of trying to enjoy the process. And uh, to figure out, like, what I want to carry with me and um, what circuit I want to play to. So I'm going to try to plan the LPGA. So I'm going to do Q School in August. And that's going to be a long journey <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, three steps that I have to go through and qualify myself. And if I don't do good enough, I will go to LET. So LET is European tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I will try to, to plan that circuit. So... Uh, I would do fine. I believe in myself, so um, I know I can do it. It's just like, what am I going to bring and how I'm going to use my process because it's all about that. Absolutely. And then, obviously, my final question to you is the one golf course, once you get into, you know, you being professional, what is the one golf course that you have dreamt of playing on is maybe some because I know I've I've I speak for myself when I say a lot of you know individual golfers love playing on Pebble Beach or playing at the Masters. But what is the one golf course that you would love to play once you go pro? Um, I got lucky because I played with a French team and I got to play at Mission Hills in California. Mm, okay. So it's a major tournament uh, for the LPGA circuit. So uh, I played there and it was absolutely like. Amazing. So uh, I'd say, like, I would love to go back there. <laughs> and I will because it's the Q school that plays the LPGA. So mm-hmm. I will go back. And I also played, um, so I played uh, the ho- my home course was uh, the Golf National back in my country in France. And it's where what the Ryder Cup was mm-hmm. in yes. 2018. Yeah, so, yeah, roughly then. So it was very nice. It, it, I love playing that course. And uh, well, since I'm here, I, I didn't get to play that often now. But uh, it's a very nice course. So Yeah, and then that's awesome. And my last question before we go on to bigger and better things and GoPro, uh, what is your favorite spot to eat in San Marcos Ooh. locally? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I know this. Um, my boyfriend and I love going to I'm going to do a big commercial right now <laughs> uh, to uh, Chewies. Oh, Chewies. Chewies. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, it's like when I don't know what to to eat or lazy to eat, to cook. It's like, <laughs> okay, let's go cook Chewies, check his ideas, like chips to go. Like, it, it's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Maureen, that is all the time we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us here in the studio for us for your interview. But that's all the time we have for Bob Carrier. But before we get out of here, let's go to Miss Karis for our weather. 
Hello, I'm your weather woman for the day. <laughs> um, so in San Marcos, it is currently 62 degrees. It is mostly sunny. Um, the low is supposed to hit 39, but you know, our freeze is over and not yet at least. I, yeah, we might we might see some in February. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but tomorrow the high is 69, the low is 43, and on Wednesday the high is 69 again, and the low is 43 again. So let's just hope for a little warm weather before we get into the next one, next cold yeah. front. Hopefully we have good weather for our bowling tournament that we're going to have. Oh, well, that's inside. We don't have to worry about that one. I'm just saying, you know, because I like, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but that is all the time for we have for this edition of Bobcat Radio. If you like this episode and want to hear more, please check out Spotify, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us at, K- at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you find KTSW Sports. For my lovely guest, Marine Griffith, and for my producer, Karis Lay, my co-host, Davin Marathon, Osmar Vias, I'm Kobe Jackson. Thank you for listening to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. Have a great day, everybody. Be safe out there. And now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.